When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Saturday, March 11th. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, for the most part, the weather over the weekend was pretty sweet across the state, but things are changing already on a Monday. Welcome in, everybody. I'm the fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee. Glad you're with us. And again, we've got more winter weather advisories out for this morning, depending on where you are. Currently, the target is over Juneau, Adams, Marquette, and Green Lake counties until a little bit later today. Possibility that you could be picking up some mixed precipitation. Some folks seeing rain, other folks seeing sleet. Even some snow is possible. In fact, north of Dane County, somewhere between one and four inches of wet snow could end up accumulating before we're through this system. So for today, cloudy skies on the way. Uh, Still expected to bounce up around 44 degrees, probably get rid of some of that precipitation. Tonight down to 30 degrees. Cloudy skies on Tuesday and a little cooler. 40 are expected high. Cloudy skies on Wednesday and 40 degrees right now. Thursday, they're calling for a high of 36 with the possibility of more flurries in the forecast. Of course, Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has those weather details and more coming up in about 15 minutes. Charity Seebecker and Stephanie Hoff also joining me this morning. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. I know it's probably been on your calendar for literally weeks, if not months. I'm talking about the upcoming Midwest Horse Fair. That's right, April 14th through the 16th, back again at the Alliant Energy Center here in Madison. And, of course, as always, you can find it online, MidwestHorseFair.com. What you may or may not realize is that there is a new executive director of the Midwest Horse Fair, and she's in studio to talk a little bit about the upcoming show and maybe as importantly, if not more, a little bit about her background. Welcome in, Terry Giannetti. She is the executive director. Tell them a little bit about when you took over the reins, no pun intended. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Thanks for having us here. And so I joined the Midwest Horse Fair team in September. Super excited to be here. I am a native Wisconsinite, live on a lovely farm in Ashapin, love horses, and uh, have been in the nonprofit sector for a while and was just thrilled to be able to come in and help continue the magic of the Midwest Horse Fair uh, in 2023. So officially you joined when? September 2022. A lot of of steep learning curve I'm sure that you've been exposed to because people have to realize, aside from the fact that it's an educational event, uh, draws in a lot of people from across the United States, all in North America, there's also a business side. Tell us a little bit more about the staff behind the scenes that's making things happen uh, even long before and after the show. Sure, you bet. So as you may not know, we are part of the Wisconsin Horse Council. So we have a very active board of directors who are instrumental. We also have an office team who works diligently all throughout the year, preparing 
uh, to make it a wonderful experience. We hire a weekend team who joins us, who've been with us for many of them since the fair started over 42 years ago. So a long time. And, uh, you know, it's just people come because they love horses and uh, want to support the community with education, entertainment, and of course, shopping. We have lots of shopping. Boy, that's for sure. And, you know, the other part that if people haven't been for a little while, I'm always impressed by the demographics at the Midwest Horse Fair because that is an event, an area of education, uh, entertainment that appeals to a very wide demographic. It does. You know, it's we have people coming from all over the country. We have Certainly, you know, represented, we have people from the English discipline that come, and then we also have the Western folks come who join us for the rodeo, and and then, you know, we have people coming from all over the Midwest who do a lot of shopping, <laughs> and i uh, able to bring that all back home, but it's exciting. Well, we said uh, the emphasis is always on education, and that brings in the young horse people, those that might have a love of a horse from afar. Maybe there's been an investment. Maybe there's somebody that, like you said, is going into some specific training. Let's focus in on the theme this year, Terry, and tell us a little bit about uh, what that's designed to bring to the show. Sure. So the theme this year is branded in history, really about how the Midwest Horse Fair has made its mark on the equine industry, on Wisconsin, and also you know, for our participants, you know, making their mark on and and showing the value of horses and, and education and really the special bond between riders and their horses. So, so yeah, so we're excited. Our 42nd official year of having the fair and to continue to make our mark on history. Now, we talked a little bit, Terry and I were visiting about the stories that are generated at the Midwest Horse Fair and shared long after. Um, that is something that many people may not realize if they're just kind of quick in, got to pick something up in the trade show area and out. You want to make sure that people are sharing those stories, finding those stories, because that really is the fiber that draws us all together. It is. And, you know, there are amazing stories. We're starting to share them more on Facebook of just the special bond. These breed groups come in. You know, they practice all year for these do these special performances. And, they're, you know, there's a lot of nervousness, but then they're able to overcome it. They're able to do more than they thought they could. And then they leave. They're, they're just even closer than they were, you know, before they started. So we're fortunate, really. I feel privileged to be able to help bring such an event to Madison and to be able to partake in it. If you're just joining us again, this is the new executive director of the Midwest Horse Fair, Terry Gianetti. She is uh, in the spot since September and uh, got a great team behind her that's going to be involved in helping to make the show. That's coming up uh, again, if you are just reminded, uh, April 14th through the 16th at the Alliant Energy Center. So let's take a closer look at the program then, Terry. What areas are fleshed out really well uh, where you've already seen a lot of activity, be it social media or phone calls to the office? What seems to be really catching people's attention for this year's show? Sure. Well, we're excited to have the you know professional PRCA rodeo back Friday and Saturday. That is, you know, selling quickly. I would encourage people to get their tickets quickly because it will be a sold out show again both nights. And it's really so much more than a rodeo. You know, we have 
professional trick riders coming. We have celebrity horses from a famous show called Heartland who will be doing performances. Dan James doing Liberty. We have some other kind of thrilling Western acts in between. So the rodeo, we're excited about it. We also have the World Championship Blacksmiths are coming back. They haven't been at the fair for a few years. And so, you know, uh, they do this great competition all three days of the fair. They'll be there. It's fun to watch. And then we are excited that we have the USTPA team penning competition on Sunday. Kind of, you know, Sunday's a great day to visit the fair. There aren't as many crowds, right? But we have this competition. It's actually the last qualifying event before the USTPA Elite Finals. And so we've I've had some conversations with local team penners who are very excited to be participating in the Coliseum. They've waited for years for us to have this. So we have it. There'll be actually two events in Illinois leading up to the Sunday team penning event. So lots of great things going on and should be a magical fair. Well, like we said, uh, it is not just about the education, although that's the major emphasis. If you're looking for anything equine-related, the Midwest Horse Fair generally has it. I always giggle when I pull in at the Midwest Horse Fair. I'm following somebody that's got a major livestock trailer with a major rig that's pulling it, that's got all the bespanglements, and then out jumps a five foot four little blonde that's got a belt buckle bigger than her head. Uh, it is a fantastic place. If you are looking for something specific to the equine industry, so maybe you're getting started, you need an upgrade. Tell me a little bit about how the trade show commercial side's going, Terry. Sure. So we expect we'll have over 500 exhibitors again. So we will fill the expo hall, and we are, you know primarily focused on selling equine products from around the country and really the premier show for selling equine products across the United States. And so, you know, that piece of it, we also have uh, over 30 clinicians coming who will be, you know, I think we have over 300 events throughout the weekend, including a judging competition that happens on Friday. You talk about the youth and that's really, we have a lot of FFA groups. We have a special rate for them. A lot of them come in groups and join that judging competition where they learn how to how to judge horses. So, so yeah, it's a packed three days. Don't count yourself out if you have never shown an interest in horses. You might be very surprised. I'm not a horse kid. I think I mentioned this in our conversation. Every time that I go, I learn something I absolutely positively did not know about the equine industry, whether it's warm bloods or watching them jump. I mean, if you've been in the industry for a long time, you're probably going to learn something. Definitely. You know, the fair has the opportunity where, you know, we, we have uh, certainly, you know, long-term equine industry folks join us. But then there's this opportunity for horse admirers to come and really touch and feel a horse and and be able to see the special bond between horse and rider and then experience that to be, to, to be able to be part of that with them. Now, I want to talk logistics. Because we do have to factor in logistics. Now, what is the wisest way for me to try to plan a good experience for my family? Sure. So I think that, you know, for the first time visitor, your best bet would be you can buy your admission tickets either at some of our partners like Blaine's um, Farm and Fleet, as well as Tractor Supply, Horsey Habit. You can go get your tickets from them directly. We also sell them on Ticketmaster.com. So I would recommend getting your tickets ahead of time. Definitely coming early 
because, you know, Friday and Saturday especially, the traffic can be pretty tough. I mean, we are working closely with Alliant. They're a great partner, and they're working on, you know, best ways to route traffic and get people in quickly and try to avoid, you know, some of the parking challenges. We're also looking at some off-site parking options. It depends on if you're going to be doing some huge shopping, which many people are, Parking off-site might be, you know, you look to park more on-site. But, but yeah, I think, you know, uh, to make sure you get your program. So, like, Blaine's will have our program in advance. So you can really map out what things you want to be a part of. We will have the pony rides again. That's a favorite for kids. We'll have Kids Corral. We've got a couple new things in our Kids Corral. So that's exciting this year. And uh, so, uh, so, yeah, that's really what I would recommend. Good plan. Good plan. I'm going to use it myself. Terry Giannetti, like we said, new executive director, friendly face you'll see for the upcoming Midwest Horse Fair. The date's again April 14th through the 16th at the Alliant Energy Center grounds in Madison. Don't forget MidwestHorseFair.com. And of course, follow them on social media. Terry Giannetti, our executive director of the Midwest Horse Fair, along with us. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Get ready for spring with a little help from your neighbors at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Right now, save on five-gallon pails of Farm and Fleet 15W40 diesel oil on sale $59.99. Stock up on Clean Def diesel exhaust fluid, two and a half gallons, just $12.49. And make sure your equipment is ready for the roads with new trailer lights from Blazer. Now 10% off. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Find value at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. How is it that we can have smokers lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Sweeta Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta metal roof. S-W-I-T-A metalroofing.com. Sweeta metal roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, and those fields are changing as far as their look on a Monday morning. Time to talk weather brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, along with us. You know, really, honestly, this morning, it kind of depends where you are again. Uh, looks like we've got another front that's moving through. When I came, when I drove in, now granted, that was about three, four hours ago, uh, The there was just enough precipitation 
to actually make the intersections a little slippery. I'm guessing that's continued. Yeah, that has continued. Not in such a big way, though, that it's a major winter storm in the southern part of the state. Uh, I mean, I watched last evening, there was even a winter weather advisory here in Fond du Lac County and north. That's expired, been pushed off further north. That winter weather advisory hitting areas like Eau Claire, Nielsville, Stevens Point, and areas north. I did get a couple of reports out. Rudolph up there in Portage County, northwest of Stevens Point. 3.9 inches of snow last night. Not the case most otherwise. I mean, about a half inch on the ground at Jackson. I'd say about a half inch here at Fond du Lac. Just the fact that the precipitation's added up and it is slippery. Count on that. Just be extra cautious again this morning. Uh, not much out there to report. Low pressure is off to the south. The system will slide across northern Illinois today. There's an area of snow north of Oshkosh, Appleton, up into northeast Wisconsin, off into far northwest Wisconsin. A little rain north central and central parts of Iowa this morning. Just not a lot of precipitation out there. I guess that's all right. But I do expect that there is a small chance of a little light precipitation again late today or this evening. Central, maybe eastern Wisconsin. Most of us have a pretty quiet situation in store. Temperatures not too far from normal for this time of the year either. Not going to drop into the deep freeze. In fact, a little better chance for some sun around Tuesday. But let's look in for late this week. Later Thursday into Friday, some snow developing right now. I'd say we'll have a little accumulating snow as we wrap up this week. So something to think about down the road and just a little bit to deal with here this morning. Not the worst way to start off into a new work week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Is your crop insurance strategy to just do what you did last year? At Compier Financial, we know how challenging it can be to navigate insurance planning. So we work hard to understand your goals and needs. Let us leverage our exclusive tools and vast experience to develop a strategy that protects your operation. Partner with us today. Give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit compere.com slash crop insurance. Compere does not provide legal or licensed financial planning services. Compere Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Focus on your farm in 2023 with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy can identify energy efficiency upgrades on your farm, helping you save money on your utility bills for years to come. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 800-762-7077 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers save since 2001. All right, buddy, let's have the forecast details. Well, some cloudy skies today, and especially central Wisconsin, and I'd say that's a little north of Austin yet, at least today, and it may include the Lakeshore area east of Fond du Lac. There may be a very slight chance of a sprinkle or flurry here later today. Even Fond du Lac can see that sprinkle up into Oshkosh as well. Otherwise, cloudy skies, upper 30s, low 40s, Madison and southern Wisconsin warmer. East winds 5 to 15 become north and northwest here late today. Overnight, still some cloudy skies that slight chance of precipitation in the east. Skies may clear somewhat late as we fall into the upper 20s or around 30. The north winds at 5 to 15. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow, partly sunny in the west. Uh, into the very low 40s or upper 30s a few places. East winds 5 to 15. Mostly cloudy Wednesday. Again, upper 30s and maybe a low 40 in the south. East winds 5 to 15. Kind of quiet if you get it pan, but I'd say late Thursday and into Friday we'll have some more snow. We'll have something to keep an eye on here for the week. All right. Sounds like March. Never sure what's around the corner. 
And, and it's always ready to change. Yeah. All right, buddy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks. All right. See ya. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Remember, Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Find out more. Visit Compure.com. Hope you'll find out more. We've got a couple details from the National Farmers Union 121st Annual Convention that is continuing through tomorrow in San Francisco. Darren Von Ruden, Wisconsin Farmers Union president, is there. We'll have some comments from him. And we're also talking about a new area for jobs. All those solar energy fields you see, those wind turbines, yep, you guessed it. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When we first came to Midwest Family Madison with the rebrand of Stone Trailers, we were really trying to ramp up our recruiting efforts. We wanted something fresh and creative that would draw in an audience that would want to work for us. It is important to us at Stone Trailers to have a diverse workforce and we worked with our Midwest Family Madison Hispanic radio station and our bilingual recruiter to really make that happen in a short amount of time. When we started our campaign our goal was to reach 300 new employees. We exceeded that goal by 25 percent with the help of Midwest Family Madison. We can share with everyone else that we do appreciate our employees and we want them to continue to succeed. To build a custom recruitment strategy for your business, go to MidwestFamilyMadison.com. It feels great to see the growth that we have accomplished over the last year. Hi, this is Jacqueline Anderson from the National Weather Service, and we need your help. Every day, precipitation reports are sent in through a group called Coco Ross. By telling us how much rain, snow, or sleet you got, you give us ground truth to what the conditions are like out there. Current conditions are the foundation to every forecast and help supplement our radar precipitation estimates. Observers like you give us the most accurate information, which helps make our forecast better. It's easy to join and only takes about two minutes a day. Thanks, Jackie. That's right, less than two minutes a day to become a part of the National Weather Service Rainfall Reporting Network. It helps them do a better job forecasting for you. Find all the details and get signed up today. WisconsinWeatherWatchers.org. Spell it all out. Wisconsin Weather Watchers and join forces with the National Weather Service in Wisconsin. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. 
your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh, that needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local, William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry, your inspiration, your custom jeweler. You know when you've really made it? When you finally have your own place and you can decorate it the way you want. Your Aunt Betty used to sleep on that old couch. It's time to turn drab into fab with lazy luxury from Lazy Boy Furnishings and Decor. That chair, it belonged to the dog. Time to start styling. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret. Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today, we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Collini Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. So, Zach, we were talking about the NFL Draft Combine. Kind of got into some of the players that we liked. Maybe, you know, selecting a quarterback if Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers were drafted. Or traded. It traded. If you're the Green Bay Packers, if you're looking at their draft right now, Zach, what are you putting most significance on for a position to draft? Ooh, you mean we, we talking first and, round? Uh, you talk so I can catch my breath from sprinting down the hall. I was going to say, we, we talking first round? I mean, if the Packers end up trading Aaron Rodgers, they're going to have, you would, I mean, maybe, is it the Jets, pits, Jets pick? Is it the Raiders pick? Like, where where exactly is that pick? Um, and I'll say, I, we'll just do it as you're drafting as is. As is, as 15th. As is. So 15th, 15th overall. I really like some of the tight ends. Um, I feel like that may be a little bit of a, um, selfish pick though, or a, a little bit of a luxury pick when you have some holes that you may need to fill in other spots, safety being one of them. Um, uh, offensive line potentially being another one of them wide receiver. I don't think they're going to go wide receiver, but wide receiver being one of them. If, if, if I had my choice and I was being selfish, I would say I take one of the tight ends because they need a, they don't have a playmaking tight ends. Uh, on this team and, and we'll see if Robert Tunyon is back. But a lot of this, I think now it has, has to do with whether Aaron Rodgers is back too. Um, Cause I think while Brian Gutekunst said eh, it won't affect the roster much kind of think it will. Yeah. I feel like when you look at this roster for the green Bay Packers right now, you have clear needs at wide receiver. You have clear needs at tight end. You have a clear need at safety. You could also use another player probably on the defensive line. You could always use offensive linemen. There's a lot of different ways that they can attack this draft. And 
Now, if the Green Bay Packers came out and selected an offensive lineman with the 15th overall pick, be so boring. I think people would be upset. It, it could probably make their team better because obviously David Bakhtiari, who knows where he's at in two years. I think he comes back to the Packers. I think that makes the most sense this season. But who knows? Maybe you're trying to replace a left tackle in a year. So I could see them doing something like that. But to your point with the tight end, it's like you need some bodies, even if they're off the street. Because right now, I believe your top two that are currently under contract are Josiah DeGuara and Austin Allen, an undrafted free agent out of Nebraska. Travis Kelsey is a different animal, right? It's just, he's just, he's that dude. He's one of the best, maybe the best end up, well, go down as one of the best tight ends of all time. But you just feel how Patrick Mahomes can look for him anytime he needs to. You lose Tyree Kill, kind of like the Packers lost Devontae Adams, and he's still throwing to Travis Kelsey. He's throwing to a guy that he can count on all the time. And the Packers haven't had that at tight end probably what? Since. I mean, I know Tunyon scored double-digit touchdowns the other a uh, couple of years ago, but they haven't had a, a guy you could look to and say that guy's a difference maker and he's a guy we have to worry about since Michael Finley, really, right? Is that fair? I mean, you had what half a season oh, of Jared me, Cook, J- J- not, yeah, Jared Cook, obviously. but he was hurt for half that year. But you remember the toe tap? Yep. I mean, Jimmy Graham was a shell of even a shell of Jimmy Graham. Yep. Martellus Bennett was practically worthless. He was actually probably a net negative. Yes. With his yes, for sure. So I think like you're you're looking you're going way back. There are a couple guys at fifteen that would I don't I I wouldn't say they're gonna be Jordan Love's Travis Kelsey, but it's a guy that you can count on being where he's supposed to be all the time and, and making plays for you when you desperately need him. I feel like Packer fans are gonna hate it, but if I was Brian Gutekunst and it was right, I'm probably drafting a safety in the first round. I don't think that's a bad pick because Adrian Amos yeah. I mean, safety, we're talking about Austin Allen and Josiah DeGuara being the only two under contract. And yes, they can bring back Tyler Davis on a restricted free agent deal for super cheap. But even if they do, that's not a good three tight end room right there. You look at the safety position, you might even be in a worse spot than you are at tight end because you have no Adrian Amos. You have Darnell Savage coming back, but then your backups, Rudy Ford, who is really good for you. He's gone. He's a free agent. And Dalian Levitt, who also was a big special teamer and filling guy, he's also a free agent. You have just Darnell Savage, and we're talking about potentially cutting or trading him because it opens up more salary cap space. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know, we're seeing a lot of different energy-related projects pop up in farmland across the state of Wisconsin, whether it's solar panels, whether it's uh, wind turbines. And those pieces of the rural fabric are turning into very good job sources for a lot of students. Some of the folks at Southwest Technical College in the Fenimore area are going to be addressing that with a new educational series coming up. Our friend Charity Seebecker joining us in just moments with details on that. And veterans partnering up with beekeepers. It may not seem like a relationship that would benefit those vets, 
But Stephanie Hoff found out otherwise. We're going to learn more about that on a Monday. So glad you're along with us. I am Farm Director PM Yankee. Again, you might want to exercise a little caution if you're on some of the rural roadways today. We do have some weather advisories that are in effect for Juno, Adams, Marquette, and Green Lake counties until later this morning. Uh, we've picked up another round of precipitation. Some folks saw rain. Other folks saw sleet. Maybe some snow. I know in the Madison area, we picked up just enough wet snow that it is a little slick at intersection. So exercise some caution. Daytime highs today expected to be around 44. Tomorrow, 40 degrees. And Wednesday, 40 degrees. So today is the sixth day of March. What can I tell you? On this day, back in 1899, the painkiller aspirin is registered as a trademark. It actually was first isolated in 1897 by a German chemist. Today, the medication is sold by Bayer and is on the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines. Aspirin, trademarked on this day back in 1899. On this day in 1981, Walter Cronkite signs off as anchorman of the CBS Evening News. On this day in 1985, Yul Brenner appeared in his 4,500th performance of The King and I. Happy birthday today to basketball player, actor, rapper Shaquille O'Neal and former Federal Reserve Chair Alan Greenspan is 97 years young today. And now you know. Well, I'm sure if you've been following a lot of projects in rural Wisconsin involving energy, you know that they are sometimes controversial, wind turbines or the solar energy fields that are popping up. But while they may be controversial, they are also creating jobs, jobs that need to be filled quickly. The Southwest Wisconsin Technical College in Fenimore trying to address that. Charity Seebecker has more. Beginning this fall, officials at Southwest Wisconsin Technical College will welcome the first class of students into its new Sustainable Energy Management Program. This is a great opportunity as, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, two of the five fastest-growing jobs in the country between 2020 and 2030 are sustainable energy jobs. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Pharmaport. Amy Seaboth-Wilson, Grants Director at Southwest Wisconsin Technical College, says this is a great opportunity not only for students, but also for the emerging industry partners in the region. We're really excited to be announcing the rollout of a new Sustainable Energy Management Associates degree. And it's going to be a two-year technical diploma that will allow people to enter into renewable energy, clean energy, and energy management, energy efficiency career paths. We've been really conscientious to help make this a career path that can meet many different needs in a very rapidly growing industry. So students who enroll can expect in their first semester to really focus on solar, which is a very rapidly growing field in our part of the state. Then moving forward, they're going to take a lot of project management courses and also energy modeling and energy efficiency courses, which will prepare them for a really wide range of career opportunities. Why was this new program added? What was really the need? We at Southwest Tech are always paying attention to industry trends and opportunities to help our residents in the region get really high-wage, high-growth jobs, which means we're looking at technology advancements. And anybody who lives in Southwest Wisconsin can see right now that there's a lot of renewable energy going up. We've got solar and wind. 
less visible. We also have utility expansion, transmission line. And then on top of that, there's just been an incredible, robust technological breakthroughs in battery storage and other conversations related to energy that are impacting southwest Wisconsin. So we already had a growing field for these types of jobs, but then this past year there were a few pieces of major federal legislation that are only going to enhance this career potential further. The Infrastructure Law and then Inflation Reduction Act both have billions of dollars for energy efficiency and energy-related infrastructure investments, and many of those dollars come with a requirement for prevailing wages which means they pay extremely well for our region. So we are expecting that on top of the existing growth, we're going to be seeing even more robust growth for these fields. And we wanted to make sure that we were on top of having the training our residents will need to be able to take advantage of this rapidly growing industry. What does this program look like? I know you kind of alluded to it already, but what will the classes entail or really cover for people who are interested? One of the things we really tried to do with our program is create a high flex offering. So what we're trying to do, we're seeing a lot of interest amongst students today to condense their courses into a couple days a week so that they continue to work within the industry that they're hoping to get into or whatever job they do have. So we've reduced our courses to Thursday, Fridays, and then many of our courses are available online. So students would really only need to come to campus occasionally to do some of the labs and in-person courses. They also are welcome to come more often if they like, but we're trying to meet that growing demand and interest for extreme flexibility in learning while still also getting that face time with students. That was Amy Seaboth-Wilson, Grants Director at Southwest Wisconsin Technical College. To learn more about this program, go to swtc.edu backslash sustainable. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker. Looking to grow new ideas for your farm? Then visit the WPS Farm Show. For over 60 years, farmers have been coming to the show for the latest in farm equipment, services, and technology to boost their business. Don't miss this year's show, filled with ideas to help you grow. Mark your calendar from March 28th through the 30th at the EAA Grounds in Oshkosh. For more information and a full list of exhibitors, visit WPSFarmShow.com. Some Wisconsinites are out in California, specifically San Francisco, this morning. It's the 121st annual meeting for the National Farmers Union. One such Wisconsinite, Darren Von Ruden, president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, he said dairy policy is a top of mind when it comes to conference discussion later today during their general session, focusing forward on the farm bill. With our work on the dairy revitalization program over the last two years, we feel that could be a good mechanism, too, to be looking at so that we have a program that allows farmers to receive a fair pay price. But number one, let's try to find something that's going to stop costing taxpayers billions of dollars every year for whether it's insurance programs or bailouts or things like that. Uh, Most dairy farmers want to get their dollars, uh, their income from the marketplace, not from a a check that Uncle Sam sends out. So we're hoping to get that through um, here over the next couple days during our policy discussion. Darren Von Ruden, president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, on hand in San Francisco for the National Farmers Union Convention that runs through tomorrow. 
Friday in Chicago saw the barrel cheese gain four and a half cents at one fifty-seven and a half. Forty-pound black cheese was up four at one ninety-five. Double A butter that stood unchanged. This morning in Chicago, December corn is down a penny at five sixty-nine. November beans are down four at thirteen sixty-nine. July wheat's off a nickel at seven eleven. April milk closed eight cents higher at seventeen fifty-three. May milk down three at seventeen eighty a hundredweight. Coming up next, focused in on veterans and bees. May seem like an unlikely partnership, but it is working wonders. Stephanie Hoff going to join us with that update in just a moment. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. The Young Farmer and Agriculturist Program with the Wisconsin Farm Bureau means for young farmers, it's a group of people that are like-minded who work together for the common good in agriculture. Some examples would be being on the state YFA committee or egg in the classroom or anything else that you would like to participate in. WFBF.com. You should join us. A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Is fatigue and lack of libido keeping you on the injured reserve list? It could be symptoms of low testosterone. After the age of 30, men begin to notice this reduction in quality of life due to natural hormonal decline. But there is something you can do about it. Carbon World Health offers custom-designed hormone replacement treatment. They'll determine if you need testosterone replacement or growth hormone therapy. Don't let low T keep you on the bench. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. Experienced electricians come join our team. Here's Dan, a commercial journeyman forever ready electric. Family company, they take care of people, they take care of their workers. There's a lot of benefits to working forever ready, including the fact that when you work on your education, they do reimburse you for that time. They're very good about sick time and very good about family. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at everreadyelectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are ever ready. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Roofing, windows, gutters, siding, and decks. Can Legacy do it? You bet. Better prices, better warranties. Legacy always makes it easy. Go to Legacy-Exteriors.com. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. If you combine pajamas and rubber boots to check on the barn, we welcome you. This is the Midwest Farm Report. According to the experts, military veterans are a perfect fit for bees. Army veteran Adam Ingreo says beekeeping is a way to continue serving the country because bees are essential in pollinating our nation's food supply. He also says it's rewarding work, both emotionally, physically, and financially. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, and these are a few of the several reasons Adam Ingreo started Heroes to Hives. He tells me more about the program. Yeah, the Heroes to Hives program is a nine-month beginning beekeeping education program for military veterans, uh, active duty service members, National Guard members, reservists, and their dependents. And basically what we do is we take these individuals through an entire season of beekeeping through an intensive online training. Uh, it's a nine-month training, so our training starts in March and runs all the way through November. And basically the way it works is that every month we send an educational module that 
pre-recorded lectures, handouts, and instructional videos that you watch at your own pace. And then uh, when we wrap up the course in the fall, uh, the individuals that, that participate in the online course have the ability to actually get a certificate of completion from us by taking a final exam to test that they've met the knowledge outcomes that we're looking for in the program. And if they, get, if they pass that exam, uh, they get to basically get a certificate of completion from us that's recognized by the U.S. Department of Agriculture as one year of experience working in agriculture. And then they can also take those, that certificate of completion and transfer all of their Heroes to Hives credits to a partner program that we work with called the Great Plains Master Beekeeping Program at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And they basically can transfer all of our credits over to that Master Beekeeping Program, which fulfills the entire apprenticeship level of that program. So our students can basically continue their education through their Master Beekeeping Certificate uh, with, with UNL's uh, GPMB program. And so really the, the students that participate in our program, no matter what state they're in, we're an international program, so we have active duty personnel, hundreds of active duty personnel overseas that participate in the program as well. So the online program really is the core of the program and that ability to transfer those credits to a master beekeeping program is essentially in our industry, in the beekeeping industry, a master beekeeping certificate like a, like a bachelor's degree in, in beekeeping. Um, so it's a really amazing pathway for our, our service members to be able to not only, you know, get experience and working with bees and, and, you know, doing something constructive, protecting, you know, the most important managed pollinator on the planet, but they also have the opportunity to continue their education and, you know, really get into the industry in both a, a business, uh, business man uh, manner, but also utilizing beekeeping as kind of a wellness practice. But Adam, it's not all virtual. There are some face-to-face -face opportunities as well. As kind of a support part of the program, we also offer on-ground training. Right now, we have them in Minnesota, Michigan, Nebraska, and Missouri. And we're looking to bring on Maryland and Pennsylvania and Indiana this year. But basically, the way that works is that during the season, we have free on-ground workshops in these states. Uh, the veterans can come and basically get their hands in some bees. Um, and we are constantly looking for new opportunities to roll other states out. Um, our big requirements is that all of our training is given by master beekeepers or entomologists that specialize in beekeeping. So with the on-ground training, that's one of the things that really keeps us kind of slow as far as rolling out on-ground training around the United States is making sure that our veterans are learning from experts. We're trying to set our veterans up for success and to be competitive in the industry. We're not just here just to talk about beekeeping and just, you know, talk about how great it is. We're really focused on making sure that we are setting our veterans up for success in the industry. Is there a cost associated with this? No, the program is entirely free to the individual, the service member, and then up to three of their dependents. Wow. Okay. And, and no experience required then? No, and actually, we prefer if they if we have students that come into the program that have no experience with honeybees. My big recommendation is that you take our course first. This is your this is I essentially put it as like this is your intel year. So you're you're collecting intel on on beekeeping, and then next year you're going to mobilize and, and and do that mission of starting bees. So we always recommend people take the course first, get an idea of what you're getting into, and then start next year with bees. Adam, why? Bees. I mean, you're the co-founder of, of the Heroes to Hive program, but why? What, what drove you to start this program? And also, when did it start? Yeah, the program actually started in 2015. So we're celebrating our eighth year this year. Um, and the program began really from my own personal experience of transitioning from the military. So I was active duty Army. I served as a Patriot Missile Fire Controller. 
and was discharged in 2004 after suffering a career-ending injury, which left me non-deployable. So I was discharged from the military and still dealing with disabilities, and I was actually still still re- recovering from my injuries when I discharged. And I was one of those vets in the early 2000s that, you know, that was part of the opioid epidemic, the, the VA. You know, we, we thought that opioids were going to be a, a great method uh, for helping with chronic pain and, and people suffering from that. I was one of those folks that was fed a pretty steady diet of those, and that became a problem for me. Really, when I was transitioning, I think it's the same experience a lot of veterans work with. You know, you're, you're falling off a cliff. You lose your family as far as your military family. There's no mission anymore. You know, you can do whatever you want, which is a little overwhelming for folks that are used to being having missions and things told, you know, being told what to do. And so I was one of those vets that really struggled. And I found beekeeping when I start, when I got my GI Bill to go back to school to get a degree in plant science. I took a beekeeping class my first semester at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. And from that point on, my life entirely changed. I saw that when I worked with the bees, not only did it give me an opportunity to continue serving my nation by, you know, by working with the most important managed pollinator on the planet and, and helping food security in the United States, which spoke to me as a veteran because I wasn't done serving my nation. But the other piece of that was when I was in the bee yard, I wasn't thinking about what had happened in the military, my battle buddies that were overseas fighting the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. It forced me to be present. And so not only did I find it as a career opportunity, it was also helping with my own personal struggles with wellness at the time. So when we, uh, when we ended up moving to uh, Michigan, uh, I was offered an opportunity to do my PhD at, at MSU. And uh, when we moved here, my wife and I started a farm in Lansing, and uh, her background is in transpersonal psychology. And she said, you know, we saw this amazing transformation in your life just through bees. Do you think other veterans might have the same experience? And that was what started Heroes to Hives, was that desire to see if other veterans could have this amazing transformative experience by working with bees, not only finding a a wellness path, you know, through working with an animal and and having to kind of work with the cycles of nature and slow down and all of those types of things that are helpful to veterans, but it also gave us a business pathway. And um, since then, the program has just taken off. We had five veterans, our first cohort. We just you know, we had the, the classes were in our living room. My wood shop was our, our classroom. And then the apiary at our farm was where we did all our practical work. And then from that point on, it just took off like wildfire. We ended up partnering with Michigan State University Extension. The program was housed there for several years, and that really accelerated the program. And now we're back at Michigan Food and Farming Systems, one of the organizations that helped us start the program. And Boy, this year we're looking at the same thing about we're probably going to have two to 3,000 students in the course just this year alone. That's how crazy things have gotten with Heroes to Hives as far as how many students we're reaching annually. Heroes to Hives is an incredible program to allow veterans to continue to serve the nation by beekeeping and raising those essential pollinators. Adam Ingreo is the founder of Heroes to Hives. You can register for the program online. Just Google Heroes to Hives. If you're a master beekeeper in Wisconsin and you want to offer classes, they're looking for folks like you to give on-the-ground instruction.